0: What? I tried. (laughs) Tea? Yeah. (laughs) God damn! But I did an Arizona iced tea. Ooh, those are really good. They're super sweet. You would like them. Yeah, that was, I don't remember. Was it you that told me to drink those? I don't think so. No, Did you get like a 99 cent can? Yeah, yeah. One of those giant ones? Yeah. But, of course, I went with Brandon. Maybe it was Alexis. I think Alexis was like, try the Arizona. Yeah, it was. Because she called me after (laughs) she listened to our podcast. We need to talk. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I don't like this because I need to, like, be talking to you. I have so many things to say every time you guys are talking. And she told me to try the Arizona iced tea. And I was like, all right, I will. Fine. And then I was in the store and I told Brandon that. And he was like, okay, get this one. It's good. And I was like, but I don't like tea. And he's like, neither do I. And I was like... I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> also, you like kombucha. Like, <laughs> I definitely don't trust you. Also, it's 99 cents though. Come on. That's why I ended up like giving okay it a shot. And also he carried it up to the register and I had like my fucking caffeine-free whatever orange soda or something too and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> I'll try it. I'll try it." But I did the ginseng and honey one. Oh, I've never had that one. Oh, it's like the normal green can, I guess. Oh. Fancy. it was all right it tastes like tea oh I'm I, liars uh, I always got back in the day when I would get them I'd always get like strawberry kiwi or mango and it basically just tastes like juice with tea I guess yeah I told Alexis that I tried that one and she's like oh no yeah <laughs> that, that one sounds like the grossest one to try yeah <laughs> she told me that she said she likes the raspberry one. So oh, like, I never okay. had that one yeah, so that was her favorite. So now I have to try that. But I haven't had an Arizona iced tea in a thousand years. Yeah. It's like a tall can yeah, it of is, tea. It is. We used to always get them on like road trips as a kid, you know, because they're oh. 99 cents. Yeah. And you get like sunflower seeds. So you'd blow through that whole can because your mouth was so raw from the seeds. Right. And then you would pee a lot. <laughs> Parents weren't very smart. <laughs> and that was my childhood. My childhood was like, you can get water when we stop from the fountain yeah (laughs) not buying it in that bottle goddamn it yeah (laughs) water's free damn it (laughs) it's probably fucking healthier from the faucet too than in those bottles i doubt it i don't know though because you know all those articles that are coming out about how it can give you cancer if you leave your bottle water bottle bottle water in the car yeah and it's hot and yeah, then, but like, how do you know it wasn't hot before it got to you? But like, literally, everything gives you cancer. That's true. If you live long enough, you'll get cancer. That's true. <laughs> so That's true. Who's to say it's from the water bottle? Yeah, or roll the, crack. the dice. Because <laughs> sometimes when you're hungover and you're driving, and that water bottle's rolling around the passenger seat, and it's been there for like a week. You That's give all it a that sip. You have. Yeah. <laughs> you give it a sip. Yeah. Speaking of, on my way over, I'm so tired because we weren't planning on recording today. And I was looking forward to a nap, but I'm here instead during my nap time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so tired and I was driving and I thought, oh my God, I feel like I'm hungover. But still kind of drunk from the night before, but like you get up to go get taco shop anyway. Like yeah. you know you shouldn't be driving, but you need something to eat. <laughs> That's what I felt like driving over here. Oh my God. That's been a while. <laughs> Except for I'm not drunk. I'm just a tired mom. <laughs> Same torture tactics as Guantanamo Bay. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Equivalent. Yeah. All right, Aaron, give me your goddamn... Well, I don't know if you can hear it in my sexy voice right now, <laughs> but I have developed a slight cough and I have my sexy phone operator voice going on. It feels like I have a frog in my throat all the time. It seriously sounds exactly the same to me, but now that you've said it, I can kind of hear it. Does it? But also, God damn it, if you get me sick before I push this baby out, I will stab you in your artery. Oh no, I will stab you in the <laughs> neck with a knife. <laughs> Well, I won't get you sick. Okay, deal. Just, I'm really hoping it's what I already had and I got you sick and I'm the dick. You probably are. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to blame you. You Also should. my kid probably too because yeah. he likes to like spit in my mouth. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they do it on purpose. They're like, come give me a hug. And you're like, okay, give me a kiss. And I kiss my kid on the cheek. I like to kiss him on the cheek because uh-huh. I see people kiss their kids on the mouth and I'm like, it's weird and I don't, I'm I not, am, I'm not about that. I am one of those moms. I know that you are. And sometimes he licks me when I kiss him and I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. Well, sometimes he'll catch my face though and like turn <laughs> me so that we're like face to face and then he kisses me on the mouth and I'm like, I don't like this kid. Like Mama, I feel no. weird. No. Yeah. On wants the wants like full on eye contact. <laughs> like, he loves you. I love him, and it's adorable. But, but I, I don't want that to be a habit. <laughs> <laughs> like just Aww. cheek kisses. Because could you imagine if my little man just ran up to you and kissed you on the cheek? Like I don't care who you're kissing. Then that's fucking adorable. It is adorable. My kid kisses other people on the cheek, and yeah. he kisses me on the mouth. But you rely on the other people to like turn their cheek. Like oh, yeah, you know. yeah. Because he just sticks his face out and does like a face. Yeah. No, see, I want him to like go for the cheek like no 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 bitch move your mouth this is how we do it like we always kiss on the cheek <laughs> so that like if some creepy auntie later in the future <laughs> stacy yeah <laughs> stacy tries to kiss him on the mouth he'll like turn your face away <laughs> at least you know i don't have herpes that's true yeah yeah we, we side. share drinks <laughs> well, side. yeah otherwise i'd have it by now <laughs> that's how you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway does anyone you know have aids <laughs> no well good because you know me <laughs> That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Uh, I I fucking, I miss him. I know. He's been gone for so long. I know. Too long. Too long. Okay, you ready for my goddamn? Uh, yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot you had one. I forgot. I thought we were just fucking going. <laughs> I heard you about to take it away, and I was like, no, 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 wait, my goddamn. Yeah. So my goddamn is this week, Lee got his wisdom teeth removed. Oh, my yeah. Husband. How'd that go? Uh, uh it, wait, wait. First of all, for everyone listening, he is a baby. Oh. Uh, What do you mean? (laughs) He can't... Okay, you know this. He can't even swallow pills. Okay, that's true. He will <laughs> give you that. Because I just chew them. <laughs> like, he does. How are I you know. alive? I know. And they gave him like massive ibuprofen I pills. I fucking bet they did. Because this then, is a real surgery. Like cassette and shit. You can't just chew those, man. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious He bought me. a pill crusher. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. And I used to work with the elderly. So I'm like, oh, this is how you crush a pill. I and can do this for you, honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you only want it in one swoop put a little applesauce on the spoon put the pill on there put more applesauce and just swallow it <laughs> oh my god got like he's like a hundred <laughs> i know he is old man lee anyway so he got his wisdom teeth removed on thursday and they were so fucking fast they really? literally took him back did and... he get all of them or just yeah all four? Oh wow They took him back, and in 18 minutes, they already had me back there with him. And they had him sitting in, like, recovery, and he was just staring, like, (laughs) sitting and staring straight forward. And then he kind of realized I was there, and he looked over, and he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, how you feeling? And he's like feel fucking great <laughs> if he was like yelling and this place is like a classy like yeah it's like fancy nice they give you a lot of free shit when you leave like ice packs and chapsticks and a lot of branded stuff you yeah. know like it's one of the like fancier places so like okay maybe we definitely don't fit in there <laughs> like maybe don't yell it and that's not my husband at all he's usually like the quiet reserved one and I'm the ones like yeah. <laughs> You know. yeah he takes a bit to warm up but yeah. apparently the fucking gas does it for him (laughs) oh man it did it for him and he kept cussing and he was so loud and he was like oh my god this shit feels fucking great god damn i gotta get more of this shit (laughs) and he was like turning gangster that's step one on how to not get more of that shit (laughs) exactly and he kept touching his nose and looking at me he's like oh is my nose okay does it look good and i was like (laughs) it looks great and he's like did they do anything to it and i was like no they didn't do anything to your nose they just pulled your teeth out and i'm like laughing and crying at the same time (laughs) and then he just kept like staring like blanking out again and then he'd be like god damn this shit is good (laughs) and then he went they're so fast and then he like scooby-dooed his feet like Ran, running in place yeah in his chair and he's like like that fast and i (laughs) was crying and he looked at me and he goes calm your fucking tits like because i was laughing so hard and like workers are walking by and looking at me and kind of smirking but they see this shit all the time so it's nothing right yeah so then the guy comes up to like tell lee how to you. take care of his mouth but really he's telling me yeah and lee isn't paying attention lee is going on and on about how fucking great this shit is and so the guy totally straight face just keeps talking to me and i'm like dude i'm not catching any of this because my <laughs> husband is tripping balls right now and then he had to get like a note for work to say he couldn't work for a couple days yeah like he shouldn't go to work and so the guy was like, um, yeah, I can write that for you. Uh, how many days do you need off? Like, I could put any date on there. And Lee was like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> And then on the ride home, he was, like, bumping his fucking gangster rap music. And he was hitting every fucking word. Oh, my God. And then I look over and he's, like, smiling and there's just blood all over his mouth. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, you're done. You have to stop singing. Yeah. (laughs) Even though you're making my whole fucking life complete. You have (laughs) to stop. But i had started to record because i was like can i record you and he's like i don't give a fuck <laughs> so i was like should i ask him earlier yeah and i pulled out my phone to record and then the guy came up to tell me the instructions and i'm uh. like god damn it i didn't get any of it and then i told him all of this later because he doesn't remember any of it yeah. obviously i told him all of this later and he's like i'm really glad you didn't record it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that's hilarious oh man it's like it was like super drunkly yeah but it was like for only 30 minutes of my life <laughs> that's great oh man it was the best goddamn moment of my life it's beautiful think, Well, see what i had mine removed i didn't say any crazy shit but it also took them longer than 18 minutes yeah so maybe i was saying crazy shit in the room with the nurses and stuff probably and i obviously don't remember it because what i remember is coming to with a nurse putting my glasses on and all i said was wow you guys are really fast and he just kind of chuckled and that was like the last thing i said yeah before i saw lee and like the nurse was telling me all this shit and i was like wait a minute can i have my teeth but that was like a conscious decision i was like i want to see my teeth yeah i've been priming myself for this moment to remember to ask for my teeth (laughs) (laughs) i would like to put them on a necklace i don't know what i'm gonna do with them but i want to see them (laughs) i think brandon has his i think i finally threw mine away smart (laughs) i got them though (laughs) i don't know what for still have all four of my wisdom teeth in my face well let me tell you when you go to take them out it's nothing Yeah, I think I'm just leaving them. Yeah. If you don't need them out, leave them. My dentist last time I went was like, oh my God, you have all your wisdom teeth? And I was like, yeah, I should probably get those taken out. And he was like, no. Like they came in fine. And I was like, "Ooh, thank God I fucking dodged that bullet. Yeah, you did. It's really not that bad. Yeah. Recovery sucks because you can't eat like chips. Yeah. And you can't like bend down or your head will explode. Yeah. They just say this. You don't lose a clot
1: yeah because then you'll get
0: dry socket but i don't know how for how long that's for like how long you can't bend down for i don't know i just don't i don't like any of it i don't like the idea of surgery no no it's not fun i was nervous as fuck and didn't want to do it yeah and then now that it's over i'm like eh, hey, it was nothing yeah it's fine yeah well goddamn yeah so what episode are we on we are on episode 42 Woo! welcome everybody welcome to another shit show yeah sit right over there brought to you by Aaron and stacy <laughs> and decaf coffee and decaf coffee <laughs> that's why we're so perky <laughs> all right Aaron, it's your turn to go first so why don't you give me your story i will are you prepared for this one uh sure enough am i always am this one is a fucking doozy oh no <laughs> Am I not going to feel good? I mean, they're all bad doozies in that way. That's why we pick them. Yeah, but but this one's not like extreme gore or anything like that. It's more of like what the actual fuck. Okay. Okay? So mine is about a man named Daniel LaPlante. He -hmm. was born in 1970 in Townsend, Massachusetts. And he had a traumatic childhood... Where his dad was abusive, like, physically, emotionally, and sexually. Oy, that's not good. Regularly. Oy. Yeah. And Daniel was also sexually abused by multiple adults in his life. Jesus. Yeah. Not a great start. No one should have to go through that. No. Uh, Agreed. Also, I may call him Danny at some point during this. All right. I'll Um, go with it. (laughs) A couple articles did say Danny. So if I... If I say that later, that's what happened. But most of it's (laughs) going to be Daniel. (laughs) All right. I think we can follow along. (laughs) Yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Got it. All of a sudden, we're on nickname basis. (laughs) Yeah. We're on a first name basis here. So. So Daniel struggled in school and he was dyslexic and didn't have a lot of friends. Aw. And his classmates ended up saying that he was creepy and weird. Well, I'm sure that'll do it to you if you get molested all the time. Yeah. You don't have a really good bearing on like. Right and wrong, or morals, then. Or, like, also your self esteem probably isn't the greatest.
1: Yeah. To go be making
0: friends. Yeah. So, it was suggested that he go to a psychiatrist to work on his appearance and his hygiene and, like, self improvement. Oh, wow. Because, probably, like you said, his self esteem wasn't great, but also apparently his hygiene and shit, (laughs) like, his home life was not good. Yeah. Maybe he was never taught how to take care of himself. Exactly. Oh, that's so sad. So, he did go to a psychiatrist. And he was diagnosed with ADHD. Okay. And the psychiatrist ended up making sexual advances <gasps> to him. Stop it. Yeah. So this fucking professional that what? he trusts does that. That's so messed up. First of all, no one should be doing that in the first place. But second of all, if his hygiene is so bad, why does this keep happening to this kid? I don't know. Is that a weird thing to... Think about? Put together? Yeah. <laughs> like, who is he attracting? I. Well... Then the psychiatrist ended up sexually abusing him for a year. Oh my god! During their sessions, so instead of fucking helping him, he was helping fuck him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was bad. That was, really it was bad. bad. I thought that's where you were going, though. <laughs> no, I thought we were doing that thing where I finish your sentence. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> no, but oh he was like god. actively doing the opposite of helping. Oh, that's him. terrible. Yeah. So that probably led to him being a little bit more fucked up than he normally would have been. Yeah, you can't trust anyone. Yeah. So then in his teens, he started stealing and would break into people's properties to steal. And then he got kind of weird about it, uh-huh. where he would break into people's homes and he would steal stuff, but he would also leave behind items. Weird. Weird. And he would move items around so that the homeowner would know that someone was in their house. Oh, that's creepy. But it wouldn't be, like, immediately obvious. Yeah. Oh, my God. Would he go to the same place again and again? Uh, Sometimes, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That would be so creepy. So, eventually, that became, like, his only goal. He wasn't... He didn't care about stealing stuff. He just wanted to fuck with the homeowners. Why? I don't know. Weird. In 1986 one of the houses that he burgled ended up (laughs) i like that word (laughs) is that a real word i don't know burglarized yeah (laughs) but i like burgled better he burgled it (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the hamburglar (laughs) well he ended up finding out the phone number to the homeowners that live there Uh uh-huh and the house belonged to a father and his two daughters annie and jessica okay Annie and Jessica were roughly the same age as Daniel, which at this time was about 16 years old. Alrighty. Daniel started calling the house and talking to the daughters, and he said he had gotten their number from a friend who went to the same school as them. He started talking to Annie more and more frequently and told her that he was athletic and blonde and good-looking and well-educated. Oh, this like, is like catfishing. Really, yeah, really selling himself, right? Yeah. Totally catfishing. Yeah. Yeah and she was like damn what a catch (laughs) I'ma catch that catfish uh huh (laughs) and so they decided to go on a date and Danny shows up to Annie's doorstep to pick her up and he's definitely not what he described on the phone naturally what was his fucking plan I have no idea he has dark hair like first of all number one like you can't lie about your appearance you could say i'm good looking and then be not good looking because that's a matter of opinion yeah but you can't be like i'm blonde oh, and, yeah and have dark hair total opposite appearance <laughs> exactly yeah and he was disheveled and he was greasy and apparently Ooh. not an attractive person yeah so like all around just not lied. what she ordered <laughs> exactly yeah. either way annie went with him to the fair and then after about an hour, she was like, fucking cough, cough. I got to go home. Yeah. Like, yeah. She left, just left my dryer on. Yeah. I left my stove on or something. I have to wash my hair. And she dipped out. Uh-huh. Apparently, during their date, Daniel learned that Annie's mom had recently died from cancer. Oh. And Daniel was super interested in the details of her death. And Annie was super freaked out. Obviously. Okay. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. He was asking her questions like how she felt at the moment her mom died and how much her mom had suffered. Wow. That's a little deep. On a first date? Yeah. A first date. Wow. Also, to be like really interested in that. Yeah. Like I could understand like, oh my gosh, did she go quickly? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it wasn't, she didn't suffer long or something like that. That's true. But not like, did she suffer a lot? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. how was it like that's so fucking weird like how'd you feel when she died fucking bad it was my mom not great yeah (laughs) Yeah. what do you want (laughs) so she noped the fuck out of that little tryst yeah good for her real quick yeah and she didn't talk to him again good and then one night annie and her sister jessica were being teenage girls as teenage girls do Uh and they decided to have a seance oh how appropriate and I'm in my seance dress. You are in your seance <laughs> dress. And they wanted to contact their mom. By the way, my seance dress is just a giant dark moo for but it pregnant has ladies. Like winged sleeves <laughs> and it lace. Does. So it does. So it's my seance dress. Yeah. Okay. So they were having a seance and they were gonna contact their mom. Yeah. It fucking worked. Really? Yeah. Tell me more. So they would ask questions and then there would be a rhythmic knocking on the walls in answer to their questions no way yeah and apparently they did this for a couple of nights and then the knocking started to get like too much and they were having sl- trouble sleeping because of it uh yeah <laughs> yeah so then they started to notice stuff in their house would go missing and then uh, weirder shit was happening uh-huh stuff they had laid out on a table would end up all over the floor they would come home, and furniture would be moved to the complete other side of the room. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Okay. So they were like, fuck, <laughs> we accidentally summoned a demon. <laughs> Not the mom. only logical explanation. Exactly. That would be you and I, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, you... Heard the whole first half of this story. So yeah. you obviously know where this is going. Yeah. But these girls didn't know that fuck. this guy had this fucking weird obsession with burglarizing Making houses shit. and that he had burgled their home before. Yeah, they had no idea. Yeah. So <gasps> they were but just like, like, it's a demon. Yeah, obviously. that The funny thing though is literally that would be us. Absolutely. Like, a- oh, 100%. hell, I can't sleep in this house. <laughs> yeah. Like, furniture moved to the other side of the room. I'd be like, oh, fuck no. Nope, nope, nope. I'm out. Yeah. So then the girl's dad, Brian, thought that the girls were just fucking with him (laughs) and, like, moving the stuff themselves or moving it to scare each other. Got it. So he didn't really pay much. He didn't take any of it seriously. Exactly. So they were like, no, Dad, we accidentally summoned a demon. (laughs) And he was like.
1: (laughs) It was an accident.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And so the dad was like, oh, Shit. (laughs) They must be really taking their mother's death hard. Yeah. Or their mother's death. She only died once. Yeah. (laughs) How traumatic. (laughs) Yeah. And so he thought it was just like they were psychologically like kind of messed up up. up about it. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So then in January of 1987... The girls were in their front room by themselves and the knocking started up again. Uh Uh-huh. At this point, they were just like, whatever, there's that pesky demon again. (laughs) Uh, Can you keep it down, (laughs) demon? Right? I'm just trying to watch Real Housewives. (laughs) Not in 87, you weren't. No, I guess not. I don't know what you were watching then. Oh, my God. Fucking newlyweds. Fucking Miami Vice. (laughs) So then they realized that the knocking sounded like it was coming from the basement this time instead of the walls. Don't inspect it. Don't go inspect it. Yeah. They got kitchen knives. No. And they went down to the basement to Scooby-Doo the fuck out of this situation. Oh my God. And on the walls in blood red, it was written, I'm in your room. Come and find me. Fuck that. No. Yeah. No. and, And they were like, nope. Uh, not today satan (laughs) and they they got out of the house hell yeah they did and they went to a neighbor's house to call their dad listen this is how you survive yeah you just get the fuck out yeah leave the house yeah although i would have tried so hard to convince my dad that we need to move if i accidentally summoned a demon yeah i would have done that also (laughs) my dad would have been like this dad though and been like you're fucking insane so that's not a thing no so they went to their neighbor's house. They called their dad. And then when their dad came home, they told him what had happened. And their dad was like, God damn it. My daughters <laughs> have really lost it. <laughs> and, I'm getting real sick of this shit. Yeah. And now they're writing on the walls. Like, yeah. Like too much, right? Yeah. And so he thought still that they were just doing this shit to each other. And their dad made them go to therapy to get a handle on their grief. Oh, my gosh. These poor girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then weeks later... The girls were hanging out alone again, and they heard the knocking again. Uh-huh. And this time, they thought it was coming from behind Annie's bedroom wall. Oh, fuck that. And so they go to investigate, and they find another message. And this what time... What do you mean they find And there was a message there. <laughs> well, there was, like, written in fucking blood red in on the wall In her bedroom? Again. No, on, like, the other side of the... Like, I don't really know the land of the house, but I think it was on the other side of her bedroom wall. Oh, okay. So... This time, it said, I'm back. Find me if you can. Oh, no, 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 no. Again, and it was written in blood red. Yeah. And the girls had the same escape plan, and they got the fuck out of the house. Oh, my god! And they went to the neighbors, who called their dad. Jeez. And their dad came home and was like, seriously? Fucking knock this shit off. <laughs> yeah, I'm running out of paint. Yeah. And the dad was like, okay, I'm going to prove that there's no one in the house right now by searching. Oh, this is going to get interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And when he went inside, he realized that there was more going on than the girls had mentioned, like furniture was all disheveled, and he said that it was apparent someone else was in the house when they <sighs> were at their neighbor's. oh my gosh, so like they were like, "Hey, there's this message," and didn't say anything else was out of place and then he went in and was like, "Oh, this is more though, yeah, so, like, yeah, maybe someone actually was is in your house and so he goes up to Annie's room, and on the wall he sees a new message. That said, marry me. Ew! Ew. And That's then, so creepy. Yeah. Fuck that. And what if then, you're the dad. On the other side of the room is Daniel. No. Dressed in Brian's late wife's dress. What the fuck? Her makeup <gasps> and a blonde wig. Stop it. And he was holding a hatchet. What? Yeah. <laughs> fucking zero to a hundred right nope 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 i mean it was like 75 to 100 (laughs) yeah he was he wasn't at zero he was (laughs) escalating he was wearing her clothes he was wearing their dead mom's clothes and a wig and and her makeup and her makeup and And it was like smeared all over his face and stuff (gasps) oh my god and so brian was like oh fuck that right yeah and they like got in a little tussle and they started struggling But Daniel was able to get away. Oh my god! And Brian said that it was super weird because it seemed like he had just vanished. So they call the cops. Weird, obviously. Uh huh. And it turns out all the messages were written in ketchup. Ooh, which is way less ominous than like demon blood. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I digress. What if demon blood was ketchup? (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) twist? we're on to you hunts (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then the cops search the house and they find a crawl space behind a cupboard in annie's bedroom oh in her bedroom yeah no and inside the crawl space they find daniel i never want to live in a house with a crawl space fucking for the record never I live in a house with an attic, but it doesn't have... Well, I... Is it a crawl space if you can stand? Because I have one of those. (laughs) A stand space? I have an entire underneath my house where it's... Yeah, but it doesn't go, like, from your room. It's literally under us now. I guess. But didn't you say it was in Annie's room? Well, yeah, it was, like, behind... It was in the walls, basically. Oh, God. behind her cupboard or whatever. Or, like, through her cupboard. I don't know. creepy. Yeah. So, they find Daniel. And they take him out and arrest him. And they search the rest of the house... And apparently, they find passageways all around the house <gasps> inside the walls. Oh, my God. And there were peepholes scattered Ew. around so <gasps> that Daniel could watch the family from inside in oh. whatever room they were in. My God, that's fucking creepy. Terrifying. What the hell? What if that's happening right now? It's like the, the dog picture. <laughs> His eyes poked out of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This kid is fucked up. So, obviously, they realized that they hadn't summoned a demon and that it was Daniel acting as their mother's spirit or whatever, trying to scare them. Yeah, knocking on the walls and shit. Yeah. And he spent a year in juvie for that. Oh, my. Only a year? I don't know why he needs more. (laughs) I know he needs more because he's on this podcast. So, you know that that's not all, right? Yeah. But, I mean, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Yeah. I mean, he Uh, burgled the house. Yeah, he did some things wrong. He he, he he did a lot wrong. But he didn't. He had a hatchet. He was 16 or 17. Oh, my God. It's fucking weird. Yeah. But they were like, well, I mean, he had a hatchet. So I don't know if he was planning on attacking the girls if they would have gone up to the room instead of calling their dad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Thank God they went to the neighbors. Uh, Could you imagine? That's how you stay alive. Walking into a room to be like, where's this demon? And then you see <laughs> a dude in your dead mom's clothes. No. That. Found him fucking horrifying terrifying yeah so he was released in october of 1987 and he went right back to his life of burglary and the next month he stole two handguns from a neighbor Uh oh yeah on december 1st 1987 daniel broke into a home belonging to andrew and priscilla gustafson Priscilla was pregnant at the time. Oh, no. And they already had two children. Ugh. Abigail, who was eight, and William, who was five. Okay, the story was funny, and now I hate it. Yep. It gets really bad, and I'm sorry. (laughs) You're fucked. Yeah, and you're fucked. So the day that Daniel broke into their home, Andrew was at work, and Daniel found Priscilla and raped her. Oh, my God. And then he shot her in the head multiple times at close range. Ugh. He then drowned Abigail and William in <gasps> no! separate bathtubs in the home. Oh, I hate this story. This yeah, is the worst. I know. Andrew came home and he found his wife dead in their bed oh. and called the police. And <gasps> the police are the ones that ended up finding the children. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, was he not wondering where his kids were? I mean, he probably was, but yeah. I don't think as I would have. I don't know. No, I know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's I wouldn't. Pro- it's better the police found the kids. Yeah. So I'm sorry that this, not lighthearted, but funny story took took a a really shitty turn. turn. Why did he do that? He, like, switched up his M.O. in two months. Police were speculating that it was because he got the handguns. Like, he didn't have a weapon. They said that they thought he probably didn't have enough confidence that he could subdue someone by hand. Uh But then when he got a handgun... Oh, my God. It, like, adds, you know, 10 feet to a person. Yeah. So... At the scene, police find items that they believed were used as restraints, suggesting that they had been tied up before they were killed. Oh, that's awful. Apparently, police pretty quickly realized that it was Daniel LaPlante and opened a manhunt to find him. Okay. I don't know how they knew it was him. Yeah. Maybe that person was like, hey, my handguns. Yeah, but then that's assuming that the person knew who took them, too. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Which maybe, like they tied the handguns to him and they're like well he's a neighbor of this guy who's known for burglarizing houses it could have been that but yeah he was considered armed and dangerous obviously yeah a couple towns over daniel apparently broke into a lady's house and kidnapped her and stole her vehicle jesus but she was able to escape oh good and someone identified daniel driving her car because they had seen his picture on the news yeah Daniel was found 48 hours after the search began hiding in a dumpster and police did a thorough search on his person and found one of Abigail's hairs on his sock essentially Ooh. placing him at the scene of the crime. Yeah. And Daniel was tried in 1988 and sentenced to three life sentences for the wow. murders of Priscilla, Abigail, and William. Good. So he was denied his appeals for lesser sentences and will spend the rest of his life in prison good and there was an investigation discovery show that featured this case on your worst nightmare series called bump in the night in case you want to see oh that shit. my god how appropriately named yeah ew fucking right that's so gross yeah annie is so lucky <laughs> so lucky oh girl buy a god. lottery ticket can you um, both of those girls yeah and brian oh my gosh Yeah. Seriously, I cannot imagine. Like, what's her story like today? I don't know. Oh, wow. She probably has got some issues. Hell yeah. I would. I'd have security cameras everywhere. I would never answer a phone that I didn't know who was calling. Hell no. Well, I I don't do that now, but. (laughs) I do sometimes still. And then they're like, is this Erin? And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Why are you asking? I just wanted to mess with people. (laughs) Why are you real? Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, goddamn, that was a. you're, that was a doozy that was a doozy you were right yeah thanks fucking for that interesting right i'm gonna be so freaked out anytime i hear a noise yeah so those <laughs> little fucking knocks around your house and stuff they're maybe, not demons maybe your walls are a little bit thicker than you thought maybe oh passageways oh gross i don't like that i don't think so because we live in california so our walls are like literally an inch thick that's (laughs) true we don't need any insulation no no in fact i can always touch my wall and feel where the sun is (laughs) (laughs) that's true okay well on that note are you ready for my lovely story i am my story is about the rack man The Wreck Man. Wreck Man. On August 11th, 1994, fisherman Mark Peterson was fishing in his boat, Mm -hmm. the Lady Marion, and he was fishing in Australia's Hawkesbury River, which is just north of Sydney. Cool. So while he's fishing, he feels this heavy tug on his net. He was net fishing, by the way. I guess he was fishing for squid. Okay. Interestingly enough, in a river i don't know where squids live so it sounds plausible <laughs> i know it's in water to me i feel like it's the ocean <laughs> i know giant squids are in the ocean because <laughs> they wouldn't fit in a well river. he thought he got a fucking giant squid because he felt a heavy tug on his net and he got really excited and he was like this is gonna be a big one Ooh. and so he starts to pull it out and as he does so he realizes that this isn't a fish that he caught at all, but it's something else because it's just like way too fucking heavy. Yeah. So as he starts to pull the net aboard, he realizes that there was this huge metal frame stuck in it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's and like the, part of a car? Well, the metal frame kind of looked like it had been constructed out of steel and it looked similar to a crucifix. Ooh. And a- this okay. yes. Yeah, so he's like, mm, it's not a car. <laughs> this crucifix was covered in black plastic bags. And he pulls it up on the deck, and he leans closer to see what it is, uh-huh. and he sees a bone sticking out of one of the bags. No! Yeah! And so he investigates more, and he starts to find a bunch of bones in the bags, and he's not sure if they're human or animals, so he goes ahead and he calls the police. That's smart. Smart. Yeah, it's smart. on this podcast, so you can guess. Also, yeah. I don't think I would dump a bunch of animal bones in bags in a river. No. Like, I'd be crucifix. like, I don't know what you do with them, but I feel like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as, like, shady getting rid of them. <laughs> That's true. But maybe some, like, ritual or something, you know? Oh, like, okay. People do weird shit, right? Yeah, I guess they do. But the police come, and they quickly realize that the remains that are on the steel frame are, in fact, human remains. It's okay. not, It's not animals. Okay. It seemed that the body had been tied to this metal frame with wires around its elbows, waist, knees, and ankles... And it had a noose made of orange rope tied around the body's neck. Oh my God. I'm going to talk a little bit about this metal frame because I was really confused doing a lot of research and every article said something a little different. So I'm going to give them all to you and then go from there. Okay. So the metal frame was described as being two cylindrical solid metal bars that were welded together with a third bent into a restrictive L shape across the body. And I was like, I don't understand the description of the third bar. Like, how the fuck is it built into an L-shape? Where is it at? How is this a crucifix? I yeah, don't Yeah, how get is it. it attached? Yeah. I did see an article which had a drawing of the body and the frame, like how it was found. Uh-huh. And it depicts one long bar that runs the length of the body mm-hmm. with four bars welded on, like, perpendicular to that central rod at various intervals down the central rod. And each bar aligns with like a body part that was tied down so there was a bar that ran across at like neck level Mm -hmm. where the noose was tied and then another bar that ran across at elbow level elbow slash waist level and then another one at knee level and then another one at ankle level okay so that's how the picture drew it how wide are these bars they're kind of like like body width or is it like the arms are out stretched uh the picture looked like if you were just laying on the ground with your arms by your side okay they weren't really like stretched out like jesus on a cross yeah and same with the legs like they were just down yep just hanging down and like the ankles were tied on either side of that central bar okay so there was a third description of this frame and it was that it was a steel crucifix constructed using a piece of flat metal that was five feet ten inches long with two cylindrical bars welded to it, and the bars were reinforced with rods that were bent into L-shapes over the corpse. So then that description has like a metal plate that's on the back. Yeah. And then it has these L-shaped bars that like curve over the corpse. I don't know what exactly was found. There was I a feel picture. Like there should be better accounts of this. <laughs> right? When did this happen? This happened in 1994. There's a picture of it. Okay. But the picture's kind of shitty. Of course. <laughs> it's when the metal frame was pulled up onto the deck of the Lady Marion. Uh-huh. And it's, like, potato quality, and there's not a banana for scale. So I have no fucking clue what I'm looking at when I look oh. at this picture. But I will put it on the website, and maybe somebody can
1: tell Draw what it, it is. Draw out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I stared at it, and I was like, maybe if I saved this image and lightened it, I could see what the hell is going right. on. But I don't get it. And then right. it looks really small for, like a human to be tied to it and it's kind of with a bunch of other shit that's on a fishing boat so yeah so i'm not exactly sure how this metal framed look but i you get the gist of it a body was tied to some metal yeah (laughs) after the body had been placed on the frame or the rack or whatever you want to call it it had been wrapped in a bunch of black plastic bags and an autopsy was performed on the body and the coroner ruled the cause of death was due to blunt force trauma to the head Ee were the bags going around the bars and stuff too i don't really know it's a weird time to bag it yeah like it's weird i would think they're kind of like just wrapped around the body maybe like, it's like maybe wrapping plastic not like bags yeah maybe i was thinking like leaf bags like oh. black yard bags yeah but i don't know, I don't know just but if it's tied to plastic. a thing like how do you get it around it maybe if it know. went all the way around the, all the bars and stuff or maybe the body was wrapped in plastic and then tied to the bars. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't clear if the person had died on the frame or if they'd been put there after death. Okay. A rough way to go. Yeah. Not a good way to end up. No. The authorities speculate that the frame was used as either a weight to hold the body down underwater mm-hmm. and related to like a gang-like killing, maybe a sign to others not to cross these people, you know? like Yeah hey, he ended up swimming with the fishes. Or they were speculating that since it was a cross, like, or it was cross-like, that it was used in some satanic ritual of some sort. Mm. Or some shit. They also Did they f- accidentally summon a demon? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. They also figure that since the frame itself was so heavy, plus, like, add the weight of a dead body, and it would have taken more than one person to throw this body into the water. Yeah. The authorities also speculate that this frame was put together well enough that whoever did this was a welder or a metal worker or knew what they were doing it wasn't like shoddy work yeah it was clear that this involved foul play and that whoever put the body Uh, on the rack yeah Yeah. you think you don't end up there on accident yeah And that whoever put the body on the rack had not intended for the person to be found and was hoping that the weight of the rack would keep the person at the bottom of the river forever. Which it sounds like it was doing a good job of. It until was. Mr. Yeah. Net Fisherman here. Looking for squid in a river. Yeah. <laughs> what was he really doing? I don't know. <laughs> the authorities hired a specialist to analyze the barnacles that had started to grow in the metal frame. And it was determined that this metal frame had been submerged in the water for less than a year. Ooh. But he couldn't rule out that it could have been possibly underwater for longer than a year. Yeah. So, like, everything that had started to grow on it was less than a year old. Okay. When they begin to remove the sheets of the black plastic from the body, they find that there was clothes still intact. Ooh. Hair and even some soft tissue still attached to the bones. <gasps> after being in water that long. Well, I mean, if you're all wrapped up in plastic yeah yeah. maybe not the best way to get rid of something yeah it might preserve it a little bit although it'd look pretty suspicious if you could just see a body tied to a frame as you're throwing it in a river yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, although a fucking crucifix shaped thing throwing into a river is also suspicious yeah wrapped in fucking plastic bags that's true but what if it maybe looks like something that you would go fishing with like i'm just gonna go crab fishing Ooh, maybe yeah (laughs) i could see like a big metal pole thing on the back of a fishing boat. I wouldn't question a guy. Yeah, unless it looked like a crucifix with a body tape to it. <laughs> unless it literally was a crucifix with a body tape to it. <laughs> or or I question tied someone. to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I probably uh, wouldn't question him though I just call the cops. Yeah, that's smart. Get the fuck out. That is smart. So all of the material that they find in those black plastic bags was analyzed and determined that the remains belonged to a dark-haired Caucasian male possibly of mediterranean or central european descent between the ages of 21 to 46 years old and he was between five feet two inches to five feet four inches tall okay so they kind of have a little idea of what this guy looked like yeah it seems that the rack that the man was found on was specifically made for his body to fit on it because the specs were like exact to his measurement that's creepy and like all the bars lined up exactly with his body parts yeah yeah to tie them down the victim's skull was still intact and they were able to examine the teeth and determine that the man had his first lower right molar removed when he was young and likely had a somewhat mishapen face misshapen it says it said mishappen, like but misshapen yeah oh. like, it, like it was a uh, like yeah he's a little unique looking he's different <laughs>
1: but All it right. said
0: mishappen, so i quoted it <laughs> This man had been submerged in the water so long that decomposition and water erosion caused his fingerprints to deteriorate. Damn it. I know. And DNA samples were virtually useless since they were like poor quality and had been in water for so long. Yeah. So obviously the DNA and fingerprint databases weren't helpful in identifying this man. Now the investigators turned to clothes that the man was wearing and he was found in a medium-sized everything australian polo shirt which i'm gonna go ahead and guess here is a brand i would assume so and also no sweat brand sweatpants which i've never heard of either of those brands well we're not australian <laughs> that's true and inside those sweatpants was a pack of soggy cigarettes and a lighter in the pocket Ooh. so sweatpants and a polo shirt oh that's a, those don't go together <laughs> sounds like a russian hit you know like your russian oh. tracksuit yeah yeah <laughs> sorry russia (laughs) i wonder what kind of like you said no sweat sweatpants but like were they like the russian tracksuit pants i don't know (laughs) or were they like gray sweatpants that are like you don't leave the house in those some articles said that it was like a tracksuit well and then one specifically stated the brand so i put it down there no sweat sweatpants all right well someone from australia let us know if if that's a brand because yeah. my next line says, this clothing was super generic and very common and mass produced, so it led to zero leads to who this man was. All right. So if it's true, hopefully somebody from Australia can tell us that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The police dug through missing persons reports, and none of them matched any of the missing persons case on file. Okay. So they were like, we really have no idea who this guy is. Yeah investigators were however able to hire someone to reconstruct a bust of the man's face based off of his bone structure of the skull and even create some computer enhanced images to help add a few different like hairstyles to the man Ooh. and they released this to the public in hope of identifying the man yeah this sounds very much like bones i know right yeah they had, had a lady that did that bones yeah this case was actually covered on australia's most wanted and it helped cultivate a few leads Ooh, good so here we go here we go one of the possible victims that they are speculating is joe biviano okay in 1993 joe goes missing from a suburb near sydney and he was born in nineteen sixty three, so he would have been thirty at the time of his disappearance. All right. And he was five foot four inches and had dark hair, so his body matches the guy's type and his age, right? And his name sounds like a guy who might wear a tracksuit. Right. <laughs> his facial features matched those of the reconstructed bust. Ooh. However, he didn't have any dental records on file. Oh, god damn it. And a relative of Joe's came forward and gave DNA And it wasn't a positive match. And I don't know how reliable the DNA was since they said that it wasn't the highest quality. But maybe it got better by the time that they did the DNA thing. Yeah. I don't know what year they tested it. Maybe technology advanced. Yeah. (laughs) So possible victim number two is Peter Mitris. And in 1991, he was a Greek businessman who went missing from King's Cross and police were given information that he had died in a similar fashion as the Rackman, and that he had been bashed in the head and his body had been dumped in the ocean off of Sydney. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't know, like, who said this or where they got this information, but the police haven't ever found his body. Ooh. But the thing is, is that Peter was 5 foot 10 inches, so he was much taller than the Rack Man. Yeah. And his sister said that his teeth didn't look anything like Rackman's teeth. So it's likely that it wasn't a match. Yeah. Your sister would know what your teeth look like. Yeah. We stare at that shit your whole fucking life. Mm -hmm. So this case has been cold and no one was 100% sure on the identity of this man or who the murderer or murderers could have been until 2018. Police were able to use the DNA recovered and they linked the identity of the man to being that of Max Tanzevsky. Oh. I probably should have practiced that last name, but we're going to go with it. I like it. He even looks like the bust of the Rackman. And by Ooh. the way, the Rackman came about in the media. Like, everybody started calling this guy the Rackman. Yeah, because he's on a rack. I didn't really explain that. I just started using it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught up. Thanks. <laughs> Max was known to have been a heavy gambler, and he had gone missing on January 11th, 1993, shortly after last being seen by his partner leaving his house in Newtown, Sydney. He was known to go on gambling benders, so it wasn't alarming at first when he withdrew like a large sum of money. I guess it was $1,800, but and? today that's like over $3,000 in our money. Yeah. And then he didn't return home that day, and no one was alarmed, right? Mm-hmm. But when he didn't return home after a few days, his friends and family got worried, and they began to suspect that he had run into some foul play or something yeah. from his gambling. Yeah, Max was known to carry some debt due to his gambling addiction. And he could have run into a connection with a gang or someone that he had owed money and he couldn't pay off. And so now investigators are looking into a bunch more unsolved and missing person cases with fresh eyes to see if they can find a possible link. And maybe get closer to identifying who the killer or killers were. Yeah. So we still don't know who did it, but we have an identity on the body now. Yeah. And that is the story of the Rack Man. Oh my goodness. Isn't that weird? Did they fucking sonar the river after that? Oh, I don't know. I feel like Probably they not. should have. <laughs> to see if there's more bodies down <laughs> there? Yeah, because if this guy was like a gambler and, that, and they're assuming that maybe he ran into trouble then doing gambling or whatever. Yeah. Whoever's killing people for gambling debts has more than one victim. Absolutely. That's like, a normal occurrence. Yeah, that's like a... That's a a common yeah way to it or addiction yep. or whatever that yep. people often run into trouble too that's so true so uh fucking check it out rake that lake guys or river whatever rake it is rake that lake rake that lake move that bus <laughs> exactly <laughs> No, that's a good point, though. Or, like, any other missing persons who have gambling addictions as well. Yeah, I would be looking into that kind of connection. Yeah. Or even if it wasn't an addiction, but this person gambled high roller when they would gamble or yeah. something. I don't know. Or, like, went in that crowd or worked at a casino. or like, Yeah, know something. I yeah. Mean, anything. That would be interesting. I mean, maybe we'll have an update soon because the latest article was in, like, August of 2018. Oh, or wow. something like that. So so it's still active case yeah well with all the like dna stuff now too oh yeah they're like solving all kinds of shit yeah old shit that's crazy right we had some good ones this yeah we week. did god damn god damn also uh, that poor fisherman i know he's like right? oh i got the best haul of my life right now psych like, it's a dead body up. yeah oh just kidding ruined your fucking week yeah right oh my god what a good story though for later like what's the craziest thing you've ever pulled off that riverbed well sit down frank i've got a story for you (laughs) yeah old henry over here pulled up a fucking body (laughs) he's just in the corner drinking (laughs) it's just like it's true leave me alone i don't want to talk about it i don't want to talk about it talked about it too much (laughs) oh my god wait we have to give a shout out to one of our listeners who sent us an awesome fucking package (gasps) oh yeah we did get something from somebody and I was so fucking excited and you actually got to go with me to the P.O. box. I right? know, I got to see it. Yeah. It was fun. And we didn't get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. We went in the middle of the day like smart people. Yes, where it's totally safe. Yeah. <laughs> we got some koozies yes. from Backroad's Robin Hood Lounge. Where I wanna fucking go. Oh my god, stat. me too it's in montana yes and that was from beth larue she's awesome thank you so much Beth. thank you and thank you for telling me how to pronounce your name although i feel like i would have nailed it that's because your maiden last name is like that french a f (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) you're awesome thank you so much we love you and i've been using my koozie every single day my husband tried to use it, and I was like, you use my koozie. He's like, no, that's mine. I can't wait to put beer in it. <laughs> I fucking know. You only have like two weeks to go. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I've got I'm some terrifying. time. you got <laughs> some time, girl. Yeah, you're going to do great. Don't worry. It'll go so fast. <laughs> Look at us being all supportive. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, if you want to check out pictures related to our cases, go to our website, isgdpodcast.com. You can also find our Patreon and our merch there. Yep. You can Facebook us, Instagram, and Twitter us at Podcast. That's right. And you can send us some mail or sweet fucking koozies from wherever you work. Cause that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Uh-huh. Email us some more suggestions on cases you'd like to hear. Or you could just email us to be like, what's up, baby? At <laughs> ISGDPodcast at gmail.com. com. Yep and rate and review us and if you guys want stickers or anything email us your address and i'll send them over yep is that all i think that's it i think we hit it all all right we love you all later bye guys bye and if you're all caught up on our podcast stay tuned for a promo from mouse and Ween's podcast Hi, this is Mouse. am Weens. And we are two sisters with the Mouse and Weens podcast. Nice and clear. <laughs> come take a listen. It's fun. We talk about life, love, and pubic hair. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of fun family memories. and Stuff. Yeah, come Good on. <laughs> We're on all the platforms. And we hope you take a listen. Bye. Bye. Suck it.